77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. The ball. Very, very well here. Nobody, Nobody told me, told me there'd be days like these eight Nobody days a week. Well, it's been a great show already today with Morano and Slee. We're early, but Lara Trump was so good on this show earlier this morning. Thank you, Lara Trump. Gordon Chang, we just spoke to Joseph Tacopina, my dear friend of 43 years, and Judge Janine Pirro. But I was watching uh, Hannity last night, and other than my dear friend Tacopina being on, my next best moment was uh, Alan Dershowitz was on with Greg Jarrett, and Alan Dershowitz wrote a new book. And how ironic is it, the name of Dershowitz's book is Get Trump. And at one point during the conversation between Hannity and Dersh, because we're close now, I mean, Alan, call him Dersh, between Hannity and Dersh, he actually held up his book and said, Get Trump. So here he is. Maybe the greatest constitutional lawyer ever, and a dear friend of mine in this program, the great Alan Dershowitz. Alan, good morning. How are you, pal? Good morning. We're going to see a very busy Verrazano Bridge in the next few months because I think this case is going to be moved to Staten Island. You cannot try Donald Trump in Manhattan, where close to 90 percent of the voters voted against him, and where judges and jurors would be terribly concerned about coming home and saying, I'm the guy who freed Trump so he can run and become the next president. You know, what happened to me on Martha's Vineyard, losing all my friends because I defended him in front of the Senate, is nothing compared to what would happen to a juror or judge in Manhattan who came back to his friends and family and said, I'm the guy. No, listen, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, and Larry David didn't help me either, by the way, Martha. But, uh, but I heard you make this point last night with Sean. And you know that Takapine and I are best friends for 43 years. He was just on right before you. Yeah. Uh, but, but can he or whoever's actually uh, doing this case, can they actually change the venue? Yeah, sure. All you have to do is make a motion to change the venue. It's a constitutional motion. It has to be a fair uh, trial. Uh, look, this is a Mickey Mouse case. We haven't seen the indictment. Maybe they have a videotape of him shooting somebody on Fifth Avenue. But short of that, when you have a DA who ran as a Democrat on the campaign pledge to get Trump, going after the man who's going to run against the head of the Democratic Party, Joe Biden, who I voted for and intend to vote for again, you damn well had a, better have a slam dunk case. And I haven't seen the indictment. Maybe they do, but it's unlikely. It seems they have this kind of paper case where they have to staple together various statutes. Now, they have a pretty strong case against someone. Whoever leaked this, the fact that the grand jury voted for an indictment. Now, it's unlikely it was Trump because 
that took him by great surprise. So it's probably somebody in Bragg's office, somebody who was on the grand jury or somebody who was in the grand jury room. So here you have Bragg having a crime committed right in his building. And he's not doing anything. <laughs> Instead, he's trying to manufacture a case against against Trump. One other point that's very important. He claims, I'm sure he'll claim, I couldn't have gotten them earlier. Yeah, this is a five-year statute of limitations. But he was out of the state. He was in the White House. I can't indict him if he's out of the state. Well, duh, they indicted him while he was out of the state. He's in Florida. <laughs> and how can they now say they yeah. couldn't have indicted him over the last seven years? I don't know how they can do that, and that does beg the question because uh, Rudy Giuliani, our dear friend, was talking about this with John Katsimatidis yesterday, that, as you just said, the statute of limitations ran out two years ago. So doesn't that, if I'm Joe Tacopina, do I not go this morning and try to have the whole thing dismissed just based on that? Well, you can do that, yeah. Um, there are so many motions he can make. Uh, he's going to be a very busy man, but as he said himself, any first-year law student could win this case. You don't need a Joe Tacopino to win this case if the name wasn't Trump and if it wasn't Manhattan. If this were John Smith in Atlanta, Georgia, any first-year student could win this case. Uh, but because it's in Manhattan and because it's Donald Trump, it's going to be difficult. The jury might very well acquit, just like this grand jury, which would indict a ham sandwich if the prosecutor wanted him to, indicted Donald Trump only because the prosecutor wanted to. The grand jury wasn't even shown all the evidence. They never they never Bragg didn't want to put Costello in front of the grand jury. Costello virtually burst into the grand jury room and said, I'm here, I want to I want people to listen to me. And then he apparently Bragg withheld hundreds of emails uh that uh Costello wanted the yeah. grand jury to hear. So grand juries today don't protect the rights of defendants. That was as was intended by the framers of the Bill of Rights. What they do is they are simply adjuncts to the prosecutor's offices. There are 23 chairs that get moved around by prosecutors. Alan Dershowitz, you got to get his book, Get Trump. How apropos, how ironic uh, this morning. We'll get to your book coming up. I thought you did a really good job of trying to explain a question that Hannity kept bringing up last night to every attorney, including you and Takapina, which is how in the hell can they possibly come up with 30-plus charges for Donald Trump, uh, if in fact that's true, when he's arraigned early next week? How can they do that? I thought you explained it pretty well without seeing the sealed indictment. How do they do that? Yeah. Well, it's, it's very easy. You just take every transaction, every check, every payment, make it into a separate crime. You know, my parents were, were pretty poor, so we would buy a salami, and the whole salami, you know, would be about, what, eight inches long and then my mother would get a very sharp knife and cut the salami into 36 pieces uh that's what prosecutors do they take a case and they slice it and dice it and make it you know so you have 34 36 counts it's meaningless uh you know the, the case is the case and it doesn't matter how many counts there are they're trying to do that perhaps to get within the statute of limitations but you know, it might hurt them because if you have 36 counts, some of them won't be within the statute of limitations. Maybe there was a payment made within the last uh, five years. I don't I haven't seen the record of it, but it's an easy thing to do. Prosecutors always okay. do. They gotcha. slice and dice and make 34. Cases. OK, so the, my favorite moment of the whole show last night was uh, Takapina attacked Michael Cohen. You attacked Michael Cohen. He's a felon. He's a pathological liar. 
and he's Alvin Bragg's star witness. You know right off the bat that Alvin Bragg has a bad case, but forget about that. You made it personal. You made it personal with Michael Cohen, and you claimed last night on Fox News you're about to sue Michael Cohen for defamation. Can you confirm that with me, Sid, right here, right now? Absolutely. He put out a tweet essentially accusing me of uh, being with underage girls on Epstein's Island. Obviously, even the woman who initially accused me has now admitted that she may have made a mistake. When did he when did he tweet that? When did he tweet that? Uh, Just yesterday, the day before, after I had attacked his credibility. And, uh, you know, I never was on Jeffrey Epstein's Island when there was any young girls there. The only time I was on his island was with my wife and my daughter. I think a month after he bought the island, it was completely empty. Nobody was there except some staff people. And so he made up this whole story in order to get even with me for telling the truth about his lack of credibility. But I'm not going to let him get away with it. I mean, he can't go around accusing me of things. So I am uh, notifying my lawyers. And, you know, I have a great lawyer, Arthur Adela, um, as you, you know who he is. Of course. And, and Imran Ansari. And uh, we're going to get busy. And. Um, I've notified, uh, I've, I've already notified, uh, 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 Michael Cohen's lawyers. So wow. we're in business here and, uh, you know, we'll have a chance to cross-examine him. We'll have a chance to ask him what the basis is for his totally, totally defamatory and mendacious statement. And, you know, that proves by the way, that he didn't suddenly stop lying. This is this, the actual tweet he has against me will be used, I think by Joe because it shows that he hasn't stopped lying. He's still lying. He lied yesterday and the day before yesterday about me. So how can you how can you believe he's going to tell the truth about Donald Trump? By the he way, me, me. Right. Yeah. Uh, me, Arthur Idala, and Joseph Takapina all attended Poly Prep together. Arthur was the year behind me and Joseph, but we were all buddies going back over 40 years ago at Poly Prep. That's how, how, date, uh, how far we date back. So what a great school that was. I, when yeah. I grew up in Borough Park in Brooklyn, that was the school everybody yep. wanted to get into, Poly yep. Prep. Yep. Uh, my parents sent me to Yeshiva, but... Uh, well, you know what's funny? Uh, you know what's funny about that is uh, I went to Poly Prep, and all my friends were Italian. Joe Tacopina, yeah. Danny Fagliano, yeah. Michael Del Corso, uh, even some uh, Lebanese kids like Gary Hanna. And my mother yeah. one day said, don't you have any Jewish friends? I said, Mom, there are four Jews in my class. Adam Levy, Eddie Gerstenfeld, me, and one, one more guy. So they took me out of Poly in the 10th grade and sent me to Yeshiva. And I spent the last three years, like you, Solomon Schechter in Brooklyn. Oh, that's a great, that's a great Yeshiva. Look, growing up in Borough Park, there's no difference between Jews and Italians. (laughs) Our mothers and grandmothers would sit on the street corner complaining about the children. We're losing our tradition. What's happening to our children? You know, Italians and Jews were the same people. So uh, your, your parents uh, shouldn't have taken you out of Poly. Right? I know. It's a great school. But I had great experiences yeah. with both Poly and the Yeshiva. But, you know, you're talking about the parents complaining about the kids. And we're hearing a lot of complaints today, Alan. Joe Tacopino on this show 40 minutes ago said the Lord died yesterday. Some say, oh, you're being overly dramatic. Calm down. It's not uh-huh. great, but it's not that bad. Did the Lord die yesterday? No, no, it didn't die, but it's in the emergency ward, and I'm (laughs) one of the doctors, and I'm going to try to revive it. I want the law to remain alive as long as I remain alive, and for many hundreds of years after that, we've worked too hard. So, no, uh, lawyers like me and Joe and Arthur Ardella 
are going to resuscitate the law. Uh, it's in bad shape, but it's not. It's not. Um, it's not right. uh, dead. You know, when I was on Arthur's show last night, and he and I have in common uh, our love for Frank Sinatra. He has a Frank Sinatra room in his loft. So I sang on his show. Uh, you know, when I was eighty-four, <laughs> it was a terrible year for the law. So uh, you know, yeah, you gotta funny. have you gotta yeah. have a sense of humor. About everything. Of course. Even sad and eventful. You need to do that with uh, Joe Piscopo on this station on Sunday nights when he does I'm his Sinatra do show. I'm yeah. going to do it. Look, he, this, he, I, Piscopo, I tell you, I close my eyes. I listen to Piscopo, and it's Frank Sinatra. Oh, I know. No, he's, he's, it's amazing how close he is to Frank. You know, but one yeah. thing I, I, that struck me earlier in the interview, and you're an honest guy. I love you. You know, you voted for Hillary. You're not a, a Trump guy. You didn't vote for Trump. But, no. but, but. You're the first to defend him, and you have many times when he's being treated unfairly. And you said, look, you know, I voted for Biden, and I'll do it again. What if you find out? What if Biden comes out today? Biden comes out today and goes, you know what? Good for Trump. He deserves this. You're still going to be okay with Joe Biden? I'm not okay with a lot of things Joe Biden has done. I'm not okay with his views on Israel. I'm not okay with his putting down of Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, I'm not okay with a lot of things about Donald Trump when it comes to elections on the election day. Uh, I look at the ballot. I decide who's best, who's less best, who's worst, and I cast my vote. But I've never voted for a candidate. Never. I've said, wow, this guy's perfect. Even John Kennedy, my first vote. I knew the problems that John Kennedy and Kennedy's father and the Kennedy's family had. You never vote for the perfect candidate. You vote for the candidate who's less bad than the other candidate. But do you vote strictly Democrat? Because if you, no. you could, no. So, no, 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 so no. it's possible, it's well, possible, yeah. it's possible you'll come to the realization, possible, that Biden is the worst candidate. Is it possible? Anything's possible. Anything's <laughs> possible. You know, in the last election, my wife videotaped me voting for Joe Biden, um, because she wasn't completely sure that I would do that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, I, so but I have a videotape proving it was an absentee ballot because I'm a resident of Florida. Right. And uh, so I was uh, filling in the blanks, and she got a videotape. That's it. cute. I like that. I like that. So on the way out, look, you said it perfectly. He doesn't even need Joe Takapina for this, President Trump. Any first-year law student can win this case. Being Alvin Bragg, uh, there's no crime here and then of course the star witness is a felon but let's play the complete devil's advocate a crazy hypothetical and say they got a chance they can win this they've got they've got that video you're talking about uh what is donald trump facing if in fact he's guilty here well he's not guilty and you can read all about it and get trump i go through each of the charges against him and prove conclusively that there are no crimes there but even if he were to be convicted he's not guilty but if he were to be convicted which is possible uh, he likely would not get jail time. But even if he did, he could run for president. Eugene G. Debs ran for president from prison. Mayor Curley ran for mayor uh, from prison. The right. Constitution provides you know, four criteria for running for president. One of them does not include um, uh, uh, being convicted. Right. Now, if they can prove that he fought in the Civil War against the North and committed sedition, they have him completely told to rights. Oh, but if they can't prove yeah. that, they're yeah. in trouble. Well, let me, on the way out, then, that's funny. Talking about get Trump and, he, and you talk in the book, Elvis, not guilty. For folks who have not gotten the book yet, and I'm sure there's going to be a huge there's run. No excuse for right, that. No right, excuse especially that. today. Amazon.com, you'll right. have the book tomorrow. Well, what else, what else are people going to read in the book that will enlighten them? 
Oh, well, they'll read uh, so much about what's happening to his lawyers, about how there's been this enormous campaign from beginning to end to do to get Trump and anybody associated with him. There's this Project 65, which is a bunch of radical left wing lawyers that are going after lawyers uh, like Judy Giuliani and like me and filing bar charges against us. What, what's my crime? I defended President Trump in front of the United States Senate. By the way, the oldest person in American history ever to defend the president in front of the Senate. So I was the youngest person ever to be a professor, the oldest person ever to defend the president. Wow. Those are not bad parentheses no. around my That's long pretty good. career. Uh, that lawyer. is pretty good. And then, and then when can we expect this lawsuit, Dershowitz suing uh, Michael Cohen today? Uh, you have to ask my lawyers, but, uh, you know, we'll file something uh, fairly soon, and we have to figure out where to file it, where he said it, where he lives. You know, there are a lot of little technicalities, and we want to make sure we have a slam-dunk case. Alan Dershowitz, you're the best. I love what you're on the show. You do a great job. You've been great everywhere else I've seen in the last couple of days and, quite frankly, 70 years. So thank you so much for coming on today. Let's do it again yeah, very soon. I love being on your show. It reminds me of growing up in Brooklyn, and uh, a lot of nostalgia is always a good thing. Ah, thank you, Alan. God bless you. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. You too. That's a big deal. When Alan Dershowitz says, I love being on your show, that's a very, very big deal for me.